Coming up, Nancy has some tips for satisfying the non-Disney fan at Disney. That's next. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 616, for the week of October 2nd, 2016. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by my good friends Nancy Johnson. Hey! Mary Jo Mulata willie Hello! And Michael Bowling. Hey there, hi there, ho there! All right, so Nancy has been Nancy. Well, Nancy now. Nancy has been doing these segments. Uh, Disneyland is my land, focusing on different age groups and other types of groups. I think we've done, we've done all ages. Plus, we've done college kids. And what what was the last one? I can't uh, the last one we did was grandparents, right, Michael? Grandparents. That's right. yeah. Who had like one foot in a grave? Right. <laughs> So we've got a couple couple shows left for the year. So this one is Disneyland for haters. Nice. That's right. Not not be that. Oh come on! But okay, we all have a family member. (laughs) We we know those people or a friend or somebody. Oh, a teenager. Oh, Disneyland. Oh, God. Why do we have to go there? Ew. So we and all we have actually, one of those, and we've all yeah. traveled with one of those. I think we actually did a help segment at one point for somebody whose husband or wife didn't want, didn't enjoy Disney. So we've talked about some of these things along the lines. I think I did a Disneyland for Dads or something segment at one point. But this is going to be nice to have everything in one place. Yeah, I think so. And and so right, let's get started. Here we go. So, okay. Now, when we talk about trips like these, we think of them in two ways. We convert or we survive. That's it. That's your <laughs> choice. So, this the only way you're going to get through this trip is either figure out how to convert them to being a right. Disneyland liker, at least. You want at least a modicum of like out of them. Or you're going to have to figure out how to survive the how many days of potential disaster. Um, so, so let's focus on the try to convert them first, and then we switch to survival mode. So there we go. So converting conversion starts... With pre-trip, <laughs> conversion starts with pre-trip feelers. What do I mean by feelers? Feel out the level of hate. You know, what is it that they're finding a, as a, is a turnoff on this situation? And is that turnoff fixable? So what do we have as far as turnoffs? Crowds, kitty stuff. Branding. What do I mean by branding? Are they Looney Tunes versus Disney? You know, I grew up with Bugs Bunny, Roadrunner, you know, Mickey Mouse sucked. You know, I'm a Transformers kid. Uh, you know, 
Universal has that stuff. I want to go there instead. Blah, blah, blah. So, and the other thing could be food. Oh, man, I'm on a diet. All I'm going to eat is crap. Or I can't eat the kind of food they serve in theme parks. Or it's all going to be junk kitty food. Or, you know. So, find out what it is. Feel them out. If it's the, you know, some things are fixable. Food. Fixable. You know, kitty stuff. Actually, it can be fixable. Branding. You got to work on that. That may not be fixable. Crowds could be. But then fixable. again, there are a l- there are lots of new brands that Disney owns now. So exactly, and that's going to be in my later on. So don't don't work ahead. Okay. <laughs> so first, we have to look at the age group of your hater. You know, are they a teen? Are they an adult? Teens and adults have very different approaches. There are things you can do with adults involving alcohol that, or not alcohol, that can make things better. You know, certainly an adult has more options than a teenager. Um, you know, could you take that? There are ways to approach each one of those, you know, age group options. So if you're not a planner, this is the time to become one. If you're listening with our help, you're probably a planner already. So that's a good step. But it takes some planning to help make some of these hates or dislikes or concerns fixable. For instance, the biggest one is crowds. You have to understand planning to fix a crowd situation. How are you going to do that? The biggest ones are fast passes and reservations. So if you're not familiar with those systems, definitely get yourself familiar with those systems. Um, You know, parade avoidance strategy that's a good one right there. You know, can you get yourself onto attractions during peak times that people are running away to, to do other things like going to a popular parade or going to fireworks or going to, you know, Fantasmic, for instance, other air er- that draws from other areas of the park during those show times. So you can handle crowds that way by moving around those. So familiarize yourself with the lay of the land and all those strategies. Um, late evening, if you're doing a single day, are you staying late into the evening? You know, you can do another strategy with that to avoid things. It buys you more time. Um, Now, with any of team, I'm throwing this out to you guys, with any of your haters that you've had in your lifetime, how have you worked your pre-planning strategy? Hmm. We've just, I don't know, with us, it's we've just sort of found out what kind of things they might be interested in. You know, maybe it's more thrill rides or something like that. Then we just sort of steer them in that direction and, okay. and, and, and point out, you know, what, what thrill rides there are and those things that are available, you know, stay away from more, you know, the Fantasyland dark rides for them. 
you know, things like that. And that's good for somebody who's trying to get away from the kiddie stuff. Some of the rides, which are tailored more towards specific Disney movies, aren't going to be a great appeal to them. But there are definitely other attractions. So finding out what they like is a, is a key on that one. Um, appealing to their likes. Um, everybody, you know, some of the, I think we had, what was it, a hating dad on our planning show? Or yeah, a male-hating so. figure. Husband, yes, yes, yeah. So, you know, applying to their, apply, appealing to their kiddom, you know, their, their Indiana Jones fantasies or their, you know, Star Wars nerding or Marvel. This is where that comes in. All of the new branding that Disney has in. And that's going to be a huge draw for people who previously would not have come to a Disney park when Star Wars lands, land comes in. Now, the other pre-planning thing I was thinking about was buying a, if you have your choice and you have somebody that's really not going to be very pro-Disney, uh, Mary Jo and I were talking about this earlier before the show, was buying a park hopper versus a one-day, one-park ticket would be your best option. And why do we say this? This comes straight from my husband's mouth when he found out I was going to do this show. Is the DCA is the least Disney there is. So either <laughs> go do that first. And that was my husband's recommendation was take them over to California Adventure first. Introduce them to non-Disney-ish things there. And then break them into Disneyland. Especially mm -hmm. if you've got a multiple day thing going on. Um, it works on that same principle of the, if you like, you know, if you like one type of thing like Star Wars or, you know, say the person you're taking was, unfortunately not anymore, a Twilight Zone fan. <laughs> take them there and say, you know, if you really liked this ride... Maybe we should go do this one next and then try and say, you know, this is kind of similar. You know, let's go go this direction. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. Um, if that doesn't work, um, if that doesn't work, then maybe try and. Oh, God, I just lost myself. <laughs> I'm having a moment. Oh my God. My haterism had a haterism. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you can't find anything in their likes that has anything to do with Disney or television or any of that, and you're pre doing your pre-planning, then... Find out what they like in real life. Are they art and architecture fans? Are they engineering fans? Are, you know, I mean, is that an interest? Is, um, you know, do they like to have fun scavenger hunts? You know, what kinds of things actually trip their trigger 
in their day-to-day that they would do on another type of vacation. Why not turn around and take those things and flip them into your Disney vacation? I mean, there are books out there, as we all know, about Disney and architecture, Disney by design, um, the theme park book that Michael's imagineering friend David wrote and that Mm -hmm. we did a a show segment about, which we can share the link to in the show notes. Um, These are all great ways to introduce people to things in the park. I mean, there are old books about Disney and gardening that are still available out there. You know, pick them up one of those. What about the infamous Hidden Mickey book for Disneyland by Steve Barrett? A lot That's... of people, that, that piques the interest of a lot of people because of the, they like to find details or the scavenger hunt part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are always little quests in, the, in those mm-hmm. books. So, you know, yeah, we've suggested those for people who, you know, go to the park multiple times. You know, that they, they're looking for other things to do in the parks because they've gone so much. Well, this is a way to take it and introduce someone who's never been to the parks as a way to get them interested. You know, granted, that appeals a little more to adults, but what about those teens? Well, we, you can turn around and assign your teen to do some research on it. You know, tell them to to sign on to their Instagram, onto Disney Parks Instagram and Disneyland's Twitter account, and you know, send them to the different social media venues where they can get things in their feed, and they might find something because Lord only knows how many tweets does Disneyland Today send out. <laughs> in a day, you know, all of a sudden, all this cool stuff will start popping up and something may hit them that they like. You know, social media is a powerful tool when it comes to teenagers. And I mean, I see what it does with my daughter and she's only 11. So, you know, following them... Following a teen might pique some, you know, having a teen follow them on social media might actually pique an interest that maybe they didn't realize. Like, they'll see a picture or something and they'll go, hey, that, that actually looks kind of neat. So, you just never know. Now that we've done our pre-planning, because I can't think anything else more I could tell you about pre-planning other than most of y'all already know. Um, now, we need to see if they're still feeling the love. Or... Yeah. If the if you had no time to pre-plan, if you know, like this was like sprung on you, so we're we're here, we're at Disneyland, okay, and we you still know, hate it. We've we've got somebody that's still not not doing the love yet, and so so we're back to the we're back to our our choices: convert or survive. So let's mm-hmm. let's try to figure out ways we can convert them. So, as I said earlier, one of my husband's thoughts was DCA should be the first place to take them. Okay, if that doesn't work or that isn't the right solution for you and your family or whatever, either way, if it is or if it isn't, let's let our, our, let's let our, our hesitant Henny go first. So 
stop, review the guide maps and the times guide, see if anything catches their eye, let them maybe choose the first attraction based on, you know, things maybe you talked about ahead of time or talked about right then and there. Um, now's a good time also to say, hey, there's this fast pass thing. You know, re-explain it if you have the pre-planning discussion. If not, you know, make a point of, of weight reduction you know, especially if they're worried about the crowds and the lines and things like that. And then point out where on the map the fast passes are available if they can't seem to make a decision. But the key is, is let them choose first. Because then you're going to be able to see which way your day is kind of going. What things they might be interested in that maybe they didn't reveal before. And as you're going to that first choice location, maybe point out a few things that you think are kind of cool along the way, especially if you have been there before. You know, maybe point out the windows on Main Street, say that, you know, the company likes to honor people who have really given a lot to the design, the, the history of the place. Throw out any little history tidbits you might have gleaned from Michael in some of our best episodes where he's talked about things. Or his from his connecting with Walt. See, I plugged you there, Michael. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Mm. Um, you know, talk about design elements. Talk about the fact that the drawbridge to the castle. Hey, you know what? They actually that thing actually works, and it's actually worked a couple times. You know, little little stuff. Point out the little things you think are neat, and see if that hit. If, if that, you know, if that hit kind of lands anywhere on your target, see if maybe you can but draw don't in over, a conversation. Don't, don't overdo don't it. Overdo don't it. overwhelm God, them. No. You know, we were just talking about that in the chat room. Um, you know, somebody made a comment about, you know, well, it was Rob. He made a comment about talking to a coworker <laughs> who didn't, you know, wanted to go to a Disney vacation and Rob said he kind of like scared him off with a, a whole bunch of you know dug-in conversations he kind of threw too much of them at once when all they really wanted to do was drink um <laughs> so exactly yes so you know you kind of have to consider that you know don't throw too much at them kind of let them absorb at their own pace now if you've got somebody here who's now worried about food, you know, maybe let them choose lunch. Let them know that, you know, they've got some, you know, if they've got dietary concerns, that Disney has solutions for that. They have alternatives. Also, you know, make sure they know that it's not just burgers and hot dogs. Exactly. If they're, you know, looking for adult, you know, if they're, an adult who loves food and wine, you know, make a point of saying, hey, you know, they have this really cool restaurant over here that does, you know, gourmet meals. You know, they've got this Carthay thing. This is why you need the hopper. Because then you can, your options have now been expanded for you. Now, even at even even at Disneyland, there's even, better options even at, than, oh, yeah. than burgers. I mean. No, 
I agree. I fully agree. You know, you've got French Market. You've got, I mean, well, yeah, you've got all the places that serve all the wonderful different varieties of chicken. How many different varieties are we up to now? There's at least three different kinds of rotisserie chicken. Always the chicken, chicken Nancy. Always the chicken. Always the chicken. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, even Blue Bayou, if they're really, you know, if they really want what they feel is more of a gourmet meal, you know, that's where your pre-planning reservations kind of came in handy, too. <coughs> But either way, even if you didn't have time to pre-plan, you're already at the park, you know, use the fact that you can call an hour before the time you want and still get a phone reservation. You know, handy little trick. You know, if you discover something is great, take advantage of that. Um, how about you guys? Any Any other... Any other things for, to, any other good ways to start people out and, you know, once you hit the parks? What did I miss? We've got letting them pick the first attractions. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got comparing, you know, hey, you rode this, maybe you might like this. Or, hey, look at all these really cool, you know, as you're standing in the big thunder line, talk about, you know, how much money Disney spent on on an actual real honest-to-God antiques that are, you know, scattered about through those lines. You know, stuff like that. Uh, what else? we got food. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you definitely got to know your audience. Yeah. Okay, okay so we're in the park. <clears throat> We've been going along. Still not feeling it. <laughs> the tensions are starting to rise a little bit. We're just going to sit know? here on this bench. Okay. <laughs> so what are your choices? Now we're still hoping for conversion, right? We're still hoping for conversion. So are we going to talk it out? It's a good time to take a break and talk it out. I mean, maybe over drinks hmm. and food. Mealtime is a good time to kind of gauge what you're doing. But honestly, I found that when we were with people who weren't um, too into the Disney Latin, to the Disney characters, we we took them out of the park and we went someplace like Storytellers Cafe. You know, where you still have um, it's a very charming restaurant. With a lot of detail in it, but it's, it's not Disney cartoony. And that was a nice adult, adult meal. And, um, I have friends that will go to the lounge at Napa Rose and have a drink there. And, you know, in the, in the olden days, if people wanted to get out of the parks and go have, for some adult time, you'd have to take the monorail to the Disneyland hotel. Yeah. But these days, Everything's right there. We also have that Alfresco Terrace at California Adventure. Yep. I think that's a wonderful place to go and and just kind of you know get out of the crowd and just enjoy a Disney experience that's on a different level. Definitely, and I would say try and keep them on property because once you yeah. go off property for a meal, your chance of getting them back in gets a lot harder. So where would you say if you wanted to take them somewhere inside Disneyland to have this conversation as opposed to over a California venture? Maybe the French market over some jazz? 
I was thinking French Market would be a good would be a good option because the other places like the Cafe Orleans or, you know, you have to have a a a reservation. So if you're going to go someplace where you don't have a reservation and have a more adult meal, I think um, French Market is a great is a great option. Could just like for the reason that you said, Nancy, they've got that little jazz trio, or I think it's a duo that plays over there. Actually, it's a and the music's not too loud, so you can still talk. It's a quartet. Yeah. Okay. Or trio. Um, the music's not so loud that it's not. It doesn't drown you out, but it makes such a nice backdrop. Yeah. I would even. Um, I would even go as far as to say maybe um, grab something and go sit down on the, on the old uh, fantasy boat dock. What do they call that? These Fantasia days? Gardens. Fantasia Gardens. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a little quiet place to kind of get out of the out of the the breathing, you know, give you a little bit breathing room too with the with the water around you and you know, you can't really see any of the attractions from down there. Except you hear small world Except the over monorail. and over and over and over and over again. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Um, I like it over there, though. I like seeing the the monorail go over and everything. Not necessarily Tomorrowland Terrace, but the the pizza going into pizza port. Yeah, pizza port in in the kind of that back area would be another because you're kind of yeah. I I like Fantasia. You have people passing. I like Fantasia Gardens better than that, though. Yeah, I mean, that's more of a relaxing, <coughs> non-industrial. I guess you're right. Pizza Port feels very industrial in that area. And even, yeah, I mean, the, it's kind of closed off. The dense lack of theming could make people not want to have a good conversation. I'll tell you a place that I do like. I like the Rancho Zocalo restaurant. They have a real nice little courtyard there where you can eat, and That's there's true. there seems to often be tables over there. And another cool thing that I noticed the last time we were there, you know how they have the uh, fountain uh, where you can fill up your water bottle, water bottle, yeah, and get yeah, some yeah. drinks. They have plastic cups there, so people can just grab water um, when they're sitting over there. So you can get a light snack if you want to. Mm-hmm. And, and there's so many places <clears throat> in that area you can get a chimichanga turkey leg anything or something light at at rancho or just go sit over there with and you have that atmosphere that but yet you're not in the middle of the crowd and even inside the little um the little casita um you know the 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 enclosed house like sitting area um Uh where there are tables under the covered area shaded Mm mm-hmm you know, you're you're kind of indoors, but you're not indoors. You'd be away from roller coaster noises in there. Yeah, that's that's a nice place. Also, I like the Jolly Holiday. I love that area. I love to hear the piano playing um, over there. It's and people watching and chatting. I just love that area. Another good thought. Okay, so we're having our conversation. And we're going to have our conversation in sort of a a matter-of-fact kind of way, wouldn't you think? 
It, I mean, at this point, you need to be honest with the people you're with and say, okay, well, what are we going to do about this? Are we going to try and change how we view things or at least make it compromisable to the people we're with in the group? Oh, a ride on the... You know what? When it reopens, a ride on the riverboat actually might be a good way to relax and try and have a conversation. And they do have chairs. They have some benches on the Mark Twain yeah. and some <clears throat> chairs over there. So you could sit there and, and kind of just, I mean, there's something about looking at water while you're relaxing. That's just so nice also. Thanks to, uh, thanks to, um, old school Mike and, and Mark in the chat room for, for throwing that out there. Um, cause that really is a good idea. Um, so we're having our conversation and we basically want to try and figure out what are we going to do to improve the, improve the thing. Now we're looking for a second chance strategy. We have two options. Remember here, we have the second chance strategy or we have the do the ditch strategy. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> having the park hopper, you have doubled your places to ditch your person. But we don't want to do that. You know, they can go grumble in the cove bar line if they have to. But but we want to do a second chance. So hopefully they'll choose to, say, choose to try and make the best of it. And maybe even go to having fun. And hopefully whatever thing they had to drink, be it alcoholic or non-alcoholic at Disneyland, will loosen them up a little bit and the conversation will make them realize, hey, you know, we need to really make the best of this. Um, one of the things you can do to try and make the best of it, poke fun, if the person you're with is that kind of a person, is maybe do some of the photo ops. I know it sounds weird. I know it sounds weird, but you know what? Photo ops give everybody a chance to be silly. And oh, you yeah. even, you know, kind of poke a little fun at your situation. You know, make it, you know, make it so everybody looks like they're having fun and have the grumpy person look a little extra grumpy. So that, you know, <laughs> we can say... This was our chance when Dad really hated Disneyland. See? We have the picture to prove it. <laughs> um, the other thing you can do is try to aim for rides with cameras. Because, you know, you never know when you're going to catch your hater smiling on a ride and actually having fun on a ride, but because it's dark, you don't realize how much fun they're having. You know, if this person's a competitive type... Drag them on Buzz Lightyear. Who doesn't get competitive on Buzz Lightyear or on Toy Story Midway Mania while you're trying to, you know, trying to beat the other person? And, of course, you got that little photo up there, too. Um, oh, oh, from the chat room, Rob says he defies a grumpy person to remain grumpy while riding Heimlich's choo-choo train. <laughs> And nice. that is so true. I mean, who can, you know, it's like, it's like, just try to do 
weird and wacky, you know, maybe try and appeal to that side of them. You know, say, hey, we want to make some memories. Be it grumpy or not grumpy, let's try to make this work and, and see what you can. And, you know. So would that be the test, Nancy? If they if you take them on, on Heimlich's choo-choo and they remain grumpy, is that when you determine that you need to ditch them? <laughs> you know, it very well might be. Or the bumper cars or tuck and rolls bumper cars. I mean, who doesn't love an old school bumper car? I mean, you know, it, it, at least you can pummel the heck out of them. You know, everybody drive at that person. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you, anyway, you mentioned social social media earlier, and you also mentioned the competitiveness. Uh, one thing we haven't talked about yet is how many freaking pokey stops there are in Disneyland. Oh my god, we- there's a lot. There are tons. you can you can easily level up. You can level up twice. <laughs> yeah, that's true. How many times did you and I level up that one day we were hanging out together? Yeah, quite. I, I quite, think we did wait. like two or three levels. Are you outing so if, us? If you're, if you're mm-hmm. not, if you're a Disney hater, like Pokemon Go. Um, oh my God! An entire yeah. family can have so. I mean, my family has had so much fun playing Pokemon Go together. It's it's great, and you always find rare mm-hmm. and unusual Pokemon, as we've talked about. But you know, yeah, just yeah, yeah. I was. I, I was uh, playing Pokemon and I saw this lady and she was doing something and I wanted to get some tips and I looked over her shoulder and it turned out to be Luella. So it was just so we ended up we ended up um, playing Pokemon and her son was giving us tips as a young person and um, yeah, there's a lot of fun characters that people can get when they're over there. So yeah, that's another good. A fun thing to right, do. So what was, what's the name of the art program that are the the art and architecture program that the Pokestops were based on? No idea. It uses the same template. I have no idea. And it's it's another scavenger hunt type app. That one works because we because Mary Jo and I ran into a gal who actually was playing that in the parks. Begins with yeah. I remember. What I don't remember the name of that. Oh. Chat room, Ingress. Thank you, Rob. Ingress, I N G R E S S. That for art lovers will pull out, you know, different landmarks and things like that to hunt. So, and another thing that one one thing that my friend did, she used to go to Disneyland, and her husband was not a Disneyland fan, um, a Disney fan. So they compromised. He went to the ESPN zone and watched sports. Okay, and that brings right. us while to she our went and she played strategy. in the parks. Brings us to <laughs> yep. So if you're ditching, let's talk about all the places you can ditch someone at. And you know, Disneyland Park itself, <laughs> there aren't really very many non-Disney no. places to ditch them at. But you could ditch them at, like, like Mary just said, you could ditch them at Jolly Holiday. You in on a Saturday night, you can ditch them at um, the swing dancing, uh-huh. or Tomorrowland Terrace for mm-hmm. the for the bands, the rockers, yes, the rock and roll. <coughs> Sorry. Oh my gosh! There's the jazz the jazz kitchen. If they can listen to the p- jazz pianos. Mm-hmm. 
with a nice appetizer. We're we're getting there. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Okay. Don't jump our head parks. Okay, so we've okay. got those. Um, so we've got three places. You know, you can always you can always have them be the person who sits and waits for the fireworks. And they might steam and grumble and so kick them out of the park in that case. Um, okay, California Adventure. We've got Carthay Lounge. Mm-hmm. We've got Cove Bar. We've got... What else? The wine oh, Frisco terrace. terrace. Well, I mean, you got three different places there. The wine terrace, right? Um, terrace, the you got the Mendocino. beer. The, yeah. You've got the beer car, Pacific Wharf. Yep. There's so many places, and you have Cars Land. Um, the, the flows that they could hang out at. There's the Make Margarita Ride Mater. That's the other one. Who can be unhappy on Mater? <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Oh, somebody said ditch the hater on Small World. Nice. No. <laughs> yeah, have your revenge. You really don't like your friends, Mark, do you? Um, <laughs> okay, Downtown Disney. That is the plethora of yeah. ditching. First, we've got the, the hotels. Hearthstone, mm-hmm. Napa Lounge, um, the lobby of the Grand Californian. Send them on a tour, mm-hmm. an art tour of the Grand Californian. Do the Art of the Craft tour. Um, Gosh, there's Trader Sam's. They'd be there forever. Yes, yeah. Trader Sam's. And not get bored. Thank you. Um, not Nothing at the Paradise Pier. It just Yeah, don't go there. Yeah, just don't go there. Okay, <laughs> you've got... Naples doesn't really have a bar, so we can't really count that. Mm, yes, they do. Do they have a bar bar? Mm-hmm. Out in the back of the restaurant. In the back of the main main restaurant, there's a small bar. Oh, okay. Naples yeah. has a bar. Who knew? Um, I did. So Tom does uh, Tortilla Joe's. I know. Tom's probably drank every place he could. <laughs> Almost. We should, have a di- we should have a drink around Disneyland segment for you with you, Tom. We started that, yes. We've done this. A um, long time ago. God, so long ago I don't even remember. So, Uber Bar. Um, Let's Let's vlog Tom. Uber Bar is the uber popular one. Mm-hmm. Thanks yes. to uh, thanks to Mike in the chat room for Uber Bar. To um, Tortilla Joe's has a bar area. Mm-hmm. Ralph Brennan's music. I think Tortilla Joe's has a couple bar areas, don't they? Mostly just. Well, I know the one in the back, but there's the one up, upstairs too. Oh, I've never upstairs, been upstairs. In downtown Disney, there's another one. Really? Cool. I thought that was more of a, just a dining area that was. No, there's open. a there's a bar up there. Huh. So if they, it, you know, they can go to ESPN another uh, place to do is go to Trader Sam's and order those little flatbread pizzas, get a soda, and they've they've got those chairs around the fireplace down below. Also, yep. there's so many places to go, relax, and just get that resort feel where you. That's just so nice and just. Yep. Zen out. So, and you can always meet them outside the park for dinner. If they ditch you before dinner. And, uh, you know. Um, someone in the chat room is asking, what if the hater doesn't drink? There's plenty of non-alcoholic beverages that can be found in any of these yeah. locations. Um, you, non-alcoholic the key is, is putting them somewhere where they have snacks and food and people do, and people don't mind them taking up a table for a long time. 
Yeah, I ice cream is a ice cream is, uh, is an awesome option for non-drinkers. Definitely. You I just mean, read that somewhere. Yeah. Some guy named Mike. I don't know. Um, downtown Disney, they can go shopping. They can walk up and down. They've got plenty of snack food. There's well, you know, also, Wetzel's pretzels. And there's a lot of non-Disney shopping, too, that can be done. Yeah. I mean, they can hang out at they can hang out at Rainforest Cafe. They actually have a fairly nice bar with fish tanks. So they don't like Disney, but they enjoy Rainforest Cafe. Who are these people? <laughs> well, you know, some people have different opinions. When they drink enough, Tom, they don't care they're where they're at. Where they're at yes. <laughs> well, you know, they can spend all their time if they're sports lovers. They can go hang out in ESPN. ESPN has every sport. Every TV. There's also the AMC theater to yep. go see movies they if they want to see a movie. movie. Yeah, great idea. There are they so can go to the Mandara Spa. That's yeah. true. You can even make them a spa appointment. Mm-hmm. So, so there are so many different things you can do with your hater that <laughs> will eventually get them to say, "Okay, maybe this wasn't so bad." And you can agree to disagree. But no matter what, yes, haters, Disneyland is your land, too. There you go. You just don't know it yet. Just don't, I think the key is don't let them spoil your happiness. Your so, fun. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Make it just, you know, if you can get everybody to agree on not spoiling it for the rest of everyone, that's what conversation and communication is all about. I mean... If you can pre-plan for that, you know, in your pre-planning, um, in your pre-trip feelers, get have that conversation. Get it out of the way. You know, say, this is going to be our exit strategy. If things don't work, this is our signal. <laughs> and and this is, this is the way we'll go from here. If you just can't do it, you can't do it. Yeah. Awesome. So... No matter what, go have fun. There you go. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, everyone. That's going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Diz Unplugged podcasts this week. And, of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks and buy listening. him a grumpy t-shirt to go. remember the truth. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening.